Don't look now, but the Florida Panthers have the best points percentage in the NHL. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday, February 22nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Panther fans, happy game day to all of you, as the Florida Panthers do have an opportunity to extend their winning streak to seven and their road winning streak to 12. But while we were recording Tuesdays, Tuesday night going into Wednesday's episode with Jacob Winans, the game between the Colorado Avalanche and the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday night had not gone final yet. Uh, and the Colorado Avalanche eventually ended up winning that one by a final score of three to one in regulation which put the Florida Panthers at the best points percentage in the NHL, even with the Boston Bruins losing, um, excuse me, winning uh, last night in Edmonton in, in overtime, which I fell asleep when it was four to one. Uh, and then I wake up and notice that Boston had had won in, in overtime despite blowing the lead. And even if the Florida Panthers were to lose tonight and tie the Bruins in points percentage, the Florida Panthers would have five more regulation wins and five more regulation overtime wins as, as well, if that were to happen tonight. Uh, so just a little bit of perspective as well of how well the Florida Panthers have played uh, in 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 a 60-minute frame of, of hockey. Uh, and let's just go more into, in, into just the mindset of everything. And Brandon Montour uh, spoke about it after Tuesday's game, saying, quote, everybody's trying to play their best hockey. Not really something that we look at the standings, uh, close quote. And sometimes during a season, sometimes we focus more on one game at a time. And sometimes it feels like 82 one-game seasons instead of one 82-game season. It's harder to look at the whole body of work sometimes when you have a little bit of a bad stretch in a good season as well. But I get that. But it's a, uh, it's also an opportunity to just focus one game at a time. And with the Panthers having twenty plus games left, uh, you know you're still trying. Like we said at the end of Tuesday's night show, Wednesday's uh, release is just more about just focusing little bits at a time. And by the way. You guys should listen to today's edition of Locked on AHL. It's not out yet, but it will be out later today with Nick Zararis and Hunter Hodes, which every Thursday on the Locked on AHL network, it's Power Ranking Thursday. And the newest Power Rankings for the Locked on AHL channel does have the Florida Panthers at number one uh, in the entire league as well. So number one overall in in the in the locked on NHL power rankings as well. Gonna read off some of the other teams right behind the Florida Panthers in the rankings. Right behind them are the Vancouver Canucks, Boston Bruins, New York Rangers, and the Colorado Avalanche as as well. So just 
goes to show the class that the Florida Panthers are in compared to the rest of the NHL. I mean, as of right now, they are the class of, of the NHL. I mean, this is the team that is was the Eastern Conference representative in the Stanley Cup final, President's Trophy the year before, even. So it's a it's a team that ha, it's a team that has grabbed a lot of players and teams, other teams' attention throughout the last few years, as there has been just an in, a major shift as far as as far as contending teams as well. Because I mean, prior to twenty twenty. We there, there was we were wondering if there was any hope for this team when Bob Bugner got fired and, and all, and just questioning whether the core at the time, Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad, were the ones uh, to bring bring the Panthers to to the promised land as well. Obviously, you get the President's Trophy winning season. Bill Zito makes that that bold move to trade Huberto for Matthew Kachuk, and it's just shifted the the tides as well in the East. I mean, yeah. Tampa Bay has won their cups, but now they're in the first wild card spot as they've gotten a little older. And now you've seen that outside the top line in their power play, it's really hard to get that depth score. And obviously, when you win, you want to reward your guys with long-term extensions as a thank you. And if the Panthers do end up hoisting the Stanley Cup, uh, we will we will uh, definitely we will definitely probably see uh, contracts given out as far as a thank you for helping the franchise win its first uh, Stanley Cup in, in their 30-year history as, as well. And also, when it comes to the 82 one-game season, uh, coaches and the structure of their practice, travel schedule, goalie situations, you name it. It's more for the coaches to look ahead than, than the players because they're not the ones going in and out of – of the rink every single every single day and act and skating in a game setting and even Paul Maurice has said how I I I can I can tell them what to do structure it but they got to play it's like leading the horse to water as well uh the Panthers at a certain point you got them there now now it's about them taking care of business there as well so you know that that that's where that's where you really when it comes to one game at a time, it's more of the players that have to have that mindset o- over uh, the coach as well. So that that is uh, for the Panthers. I mean, it, Maurice doesn't have to try to motivate this group. Just you could tell just based on their responses, and yeah, winning helps whenever whenever you do. Uh, come to the rink and say, "Hey, we're just focused on one game at at, at a time." The you're not seeing players throwing another under the bus. You're not you're not seeing miscommunications on the ice neither as well. Uh, and for the Panthers, it just create like we like we said on Tuesday, it creates that environment where it feels good to go to work as well. So the combination of all of that, plus not looking too much ahead and focusing a little bit at a time, it's really that's what's really helped the Florida Panthers get to where they are currently as the number one team as far as points percentage in the NHL. Not necessarily points. They still have a few games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks, one game in hand specifically on the Boston Bruins. But still, it's about going ahead and just focusing a little bits at a time uh, at at the assignment for for the Panthers. And honestly, for me personally, even though I'm not the one stepping on the ice in the game setting, I – 
I personally just look two weeks at a time for the most part for, for, for the Panthers. Just what's the, this next stretch? Yeah. A little bit ahead, but as far as if you, if you were to tell me when, if you were to ask me when the next four game road trip is on the top of my head, I, I I'd have to, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Uh, I know there's an Eastern Canadian trip in the, in April, uh, but that's the one, the only one I got on the top of my head and they'll be in New York twice uh, somewhere in the beginning and end of March. But other than that, like the, the exact order, uh, that's why, that's why we got to focus little bits at a time and little, little segments of the, of the schedule. And that, that's, that's basically all you can ask for, for, for the Florida Panthers as they try to navigate everything as, as well. But it, we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we are going to discuss Bill Zito talking about the upcoming UFAs and some national experts weigh in on the Panthers' pursuit of Noah Hannafin. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. And grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now you don't even, they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. Spring break is around the corner, which means you're going, you're going shopping, but you don't have to shop for your big trip and get nothing in return. Make sure you're getting cash back every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is the free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries, to beauty supplies, to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire growth shopping trip so you can buy that flight you've been eyeing that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using code LOCKEDONHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKEDONHL. LOCKEDON has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and it's now also available on the Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Segment number two here on this Thursday, February 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. So, Jameson Olive of FloridaPanthers.com tweeted out a a quote from Bill Zito's conversation with Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic discussing the the upcoming upcoming offseason for the Florida Panthers. Obviously, this is something that we've spoken about basically pretty much 
through the since the beginning of the season with Forsling, Montour, and Reinhardt being the main UFAs for for the Panthers, uh, and guys who are big contributors as well. And Jameson Olive uh, posted this screenshot of of this. Uh, it says, "quote It's a tough dynamic." I guess you could say selfishly, but certainly selfishly on behalf of the Panthers, we want to keep it together. We think we have a way we can. We think we have a way to get everybody paid pretty handsomely. And at the same time, you have to respect the individual, right? You have to. Where there's a will, there's a way. And I think hopefully we'll be able to solve that part of the equation, close quote. And as far as Jameson's caption on the tweet, he says encouraging words by Bill Zito. I'm going to disagree with Jameson here, and I wouldn't say encouraging. It's just Bill Zito playing the PR game as well when it comes to the upcoming UFAs as well. Because what is he supposed to say as well? Of course you want to keep everybody. That's That's a given as well. But as well... There is the human element of this too. We can't, I can't, I, I need to put that side of the, of the argument there, play devil's advocate and that they're part of, they're part of your team. I mean, when you think about, <coughs> excuse me, all, all the acquisitions that the, that the, that Bill Zito has, has had with these three pending UFAs, Forsling off of, off of waivers. Montour, a trade for a first-round pick. Sam Reinhart, a trade um, for a first. Montour, excuse me, Montour is a trade for a third, excuse me. Uh, and there's a connection there. There's an attachment as well. But you also got to not tip your hand neither as well. You want, you want to fit everybody. You want to try to continue this contention window that the Florida Panthers are in, which... I still think that the that they will be after this season if even if they can't keep all three. So that that is that is that, that I you got to take that with a grain of salt as far as the comment from Bill Bill Zito as as well when it comes to that because I don't know how you're going to do it I, I I really don't know I, I'm not confident that they'll they'll uh, get all three guys uh, signed and it's not a situation where in the NFL where they're having an $8 million rise as far as the projected cap, uh, as far as what was originally rumored. And and the 87.7 that is going to be for the salary cap, that's just a rumor. That, that, they're, they're, that nothing is set in stone. And by the way, that $8 million uh, more uh, in the NFL, you can thank Taylor Swift for that by going to games and having a lot of eyeballs on and if Christian Wilkins does resign with the Dolphins, you know who to thank, by the way. Um, and <laughs> also at the same time, you could say, "Damn it, Jeff Skinner, you could have had, you could have tried to to go after uh, Taylor Swift and then help the NHL get get more revenue, which me which would mean more cap space for all teams involved." But <laughs> but as far as the Panthers' pursuit of Noah Hannafin, David Dwork, my colleague. And my dear friend uh, also spoke to two national experts, uh, David Pragnota of the fourth period and Shana Goldman of the athletic as well. And this is what Pragnota had to say about 
about uh, the Panthers' pursuit for defenseman uh, Noah Hannafin. And he says that he does not envision Bill Zito moving someone like Anton Lindell for a rental. And yes, there's that whole, do you believe that you can get Noah Hannafin to sign a long-term deal? And thankfully for the Panthers, they are not necessarily cash rich, but they're not squeezed up. But the thing is, they are asset poor. Let's let's be honest. And the little bits that you have left as far as young players slash prospects, do you want to give all that up for for a guy to fit your system when when you already have the structure there? The thing is, Noah Hannafin, as far as a move, just seems like something that would be an offseason move for, in my opinion, when when it when it comes to that. Yeah, do you want to prevent your division rivals from getting a guy? Yeah, he's from Boston. Um, Bruins are definitely going to be pursuing him as well, even though I believe Boston should pursue centers um, as well, because I believe they're going to go try pretty hard for Elias Lindholm in the offseason as well. Chan Goldman uh, also spoke about it, saying it could push Mikola to a, the third pair, uh, assuming that this is assuming that OEL is gone after this year, which I said that from the time that the Panthers signed him. And this is why term matters in Mikola's contract because the first two years, first year, excuse me, he's on the second pair. And then as he ages and as the contract ages and the salary cap rises, he's a lower percentage of your cap and and he could be a third pair, which you're liking. I mean, when the Panthers signed Rako Gudis, he started off in the second pair and then eventually ended up as the third as he got older as well. If you give Forsling a five-year deal at $5 million, that's just a guess. That's not, That's no reporting there you'll get his uh his ceiling which looks like we're seeing that right now but if if we're and at the end it's going there's going to be very little clauses and you'd have options where his floor could be uh teetering between the second and third pair and no clause and and if there's no or there's limited clauses at the end you could get rid of that if if you do and we spoke about Hannafin as far as the Montour replacement, but that could also be the Ekblad replacement too, as he's in UFA in 2025. Because Hannafin, big body, fits that fits that fast physical style and can get the pucks quick up the ice as well for for the Panthers if they the Panthers do pursue him. Well, they are pursuing him, but if they if they make the deal as well, but at the same time, it's going to be off it's going to be off season and the the fact that the Panthers would pull this would be able to pull this off because if you even if you trade Hannafin for Hannafin excuse me Josh Maher is likely going as well uh you got maybe put in a, de- a little depth piece in William Lockwood or Stephen Lawrence as well but there's got to be one more but the Flames aren't going to be happy about that you got to add something else to it he's going to commit he's going to provide a big return going the other way so got to pay up if you're going to try to get him. So it looks like that the for the Panthers, just the situation and the assets or that lack thereof, this just seems like a, an offseason move. And for, the, and for Anton Lindell specifically, I mean, the, the amount of situations that he is in as far as the, the t- top penalty killers and the first guy to go on the top top two center spots whenever Barkoff and Bennett are hurt, he is the guy that you trust. So if he's gone, 
who is going to be that next person, probably Etulus Thrainen. So you get, you're losing that insurance as far as that because it's not if Barkoff and Bennett get hurt. It's about when they get hurt. And I don't wish that, but you got to be honest about especially Bennett with his physical style of play who he's a menace. <laughs> My God, Sam Bennett is a menace. And the way he get <laughs> brings the puck up the middle too. Uh, he, he's a scary, he's a scary player to go, go up against. And that style of play is going to probably sideline him too. And those hard neutral zone hits too. And up against the boards is with, with all of his battles as well. So that is, you got to think about it from the insurance perspective of it when considering keeping Anton Lindell, but short and long-term give him a bridge deal at maybe 2.5 around there. No more than that. And I think it's very serviceable for the next three years as we see a more rise in, in the cap as well. So you can go back to the negotiating table and see how he's improved over that too. But I'm not on the trade Anton Lindell train, uh, but never say never, obviously. And if you were to consider it, take it to the summer for that. Because right now, the Panthers got such a great thing going, and you don't want to ruin that for this team. We're going to flip over to our third and final segment where the Florida Panthers will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. We are going to preview tonight's matchup between the two teams. So stay right here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. And we're driven for the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you, if you need to hire, you need, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. This is the busy work Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed just doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality of matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from their your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners to the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Third and final segment here on this Thursday, February 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So the Florida Panthers will face off against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight from PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. The first meaningful game for the Panthers since game two of the Eastern Conference Final. The Panthers did play a uh, preseason game uh, where it was mostly the AHL guys for the Panthers uh, there, but the first meaningful game since uh, Matthew Kachuk scored just b- before the two-minute mark of the o- first overtime period 
Second one in the in in two games, overtime winner, bus in ten, and and leaves the ice immediately, and just back to back games with overtime winners, just great memory uh, as far as a uh, South Florida sports moments as well of what happened in late May. But what's on the line uh, as well? A seven game winning streak for the Panthers and a twelve game road winning streak as well for for the Cats. And don't look now, if the Florida Panthers win tonight. They will tie the longest road winning streak in NHL history. And the game to break it would be next Saturday, March 3rd, against the Detroit Red Wings and a nationally televised game, too. So that's what's on the line. So Carolina Hurricanes, they got off to a rough start in the beginning of the season. and But since December 23rd, the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes are both on fire. Panthers 19-3-2 in the last 24 games since December 23rd. And the Carolina Hurricanes have the third best points percentage since December 23rd as well. And it's crazy. The Panthers are on this run, but they don't even have the best points percentage in the stretch. That belongs to the Edmonton Oilers. And crazy. The Edmonton Oilers were looked dead in the water. And now they're climbing and climbing and climbing with quite a few games in hand too. Uh, can they get to the top of the Pacific? Don't necessarily think so, but but still, incredible run by them. But going back to Carolina, I had them as my pick to go to the Stanley Cup final, uh, losing to the Dallas Stars as well. That was my preseason uh, Stanley Cup uh, final pick as well. But Carolina is 8-2-0 in their last 10, and their two losses are quality losses, I would say, Vancouver and Dallas in, in that stretch. And... Numbers are very identical as far as goals for uh, Carolina eighth to Florida's 12th goals against uh, goals against not so much. Florida is second while Carolina is ninth uh, PK uh, power play percentage. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are third, Florida sixth, P and PK third to Carolina and Florida's fourth as well. But in that Eastern Conference final series, the Carolina Hurricanes were without Andre Svechnikov as well. Towards ACL, towards the end of the season, missed the missed the playoffs and missed the missed the obviously the series against the Panthers. And this guy, man, he is he is incredible to watch on the ice. A former third overall pick, and and the thing is, he can. I'm a believer that he can score forty in any season if, if healthy as as well. And the for the Hurricanes though. Offense has not been an issue at the beginning of the season. It's just really about goaltending and the chances going in the back of their net as far as as far as quality over quantity as well uh, for for the Canes and for the goaltending. Pierre Kachekov going to assume that he will be the starter tonight with. Uh, it says Daily Faceoff said that Anti Ranta is currently out, and Freddie Anderson is still sidelined due to blood clocked as well. So we hope that Freddie Anderson does have a speedy recovery and that we could see him on the ice again as well. It's been drama with the goaltending too. Anti Ranta was placed on waivers. They pick up, uh, which he cleared. They pick up Spencer Martin from the Columbus Blue Jackets, but he was most recently in Vancouver as well. And this is the thing. After getting swept, which don't tell Rod Brindmore that, they landed that big fish as far as defenseman in Dmitry Orlov. 
but there has been a lot of shakeups on the D pairs as well as they're trying to prevent those high dangers uh, scoring chances as well. By the way, Pierre Kachekov, his goal save above expected is minus 3.9. Ranta is almost at minus 10 as well. So just goes to show the, the goals that are leaked in by, uh, by Carolina uh, over and over again as far as the body of work uh, this season as well. And Sveshnikov, uh, he's he's on an 82 game pace of shots being uh, of his shots getting blocked as well. Uh, so even though he's shooting 15 percent and he has on pace for he would be on an 82 game pace of 30 goal over 30 goals. Uh, he's not finding the puck in open space and get and getting it to the net as as well. And that's when you're coming off a torn ACL, it's a little bit harder to get get out in space and create the and um, find the open seams as well. So. As far as uh, as far as him exploding, uh, I would expect that more of next season. As far as him getting a full off season uh, of work as well, as he spent this off season trying to recover and get back. <clears throat> and also, the shots on goal, the paces for him is 188 shots on goal for the season, which is about 60 less than his career high back in 2022, where he got 30 goals as well. And they're, they have dangerous weapons as far as Sebastian Ajo, who could be Sasha Barkov's teammate in the Four Nations uh, face-off and the Olympics as well. So that 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 is a that that is a dangerous man for for the Carolina Hurricanes as Sebastian Ajo has almost a point per game against the Panthers. 27, 28 points. Excuse me, he's over a point per game. Twenty eight points in twenty seven uh, games played against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Sveshnikov is six points under a point per game, uh, 14 points in 20 as well. But Barkov shines against the Carolina Hurricanes, 34 points in 34 games. Uh, Matt, Matthew Kachuk, not so much, seven points in 13. And and Reinhardt, 12 points in 20 games played against the Carolina Hurricanes uh, as, as well. But Sergey Bobrovsky, nine, 923 save percentage with a 2.38 goals against average in, in his 20 in 28 career starts against Carolina as well. So. We have some great individual performances from the from the Panthers historically against the Hurricanes, and we have it on the other side with the Carolina Hurricanes against the Panthers. And these uh, two teams got got mostly familiar with each other just a few seasons ago in that 2021 season where they faced eight times. Carolina got a point in every single game. Their two losses against the Panthers that season were two overtime losses too as well. So you also got to ask yourself, what does the window for the Carolina Hurricanes look like? Because because they've been threatening the last few seasons. They're not getting any younger. Jordan, yeah, Jordan. They brought Jordan Stahl on a very team friendly deal for a few years. Marty Natchez is likely going to get extended as he's bursted on the scene as as well. Um, he's on his way to thirty goals, and he's still young. Going to be an RFA. Um, excuse me. He's going to be an RFA uh, this summer. Uh, Marty Natchez. So what's going to be the pay bump this offseason? Or is he going to be a trade target as well uh, and get some value out of it? Uh, but still, they have guys who are still relatively young, but they still have they're still having issues as far as solving their goaltending and blue line shakeups. What's going to what's going to what what is going to be the what's going to be the consistency in their shakeups as well? Because we spoke about Orloff in the beginning of this segment, but he's he hasn't been he's only been with his D partner in Brett Pesci for 38 minutes this whole season at five on five as well. 
D'Angelo has been a scratch here and there. He's he's playing a little bit of a role as well. Slavin Burns, that's that's the pair to that's the top pair uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. It's funny because because they were on the ice for both the overtime winners uh, by Matthew Kachuk as well. So Panthers were able to expose that pair in the Eastern Conference Final as well. So do they do that again this time around? As far as that, as far as their inability to break the puck out and win their battles. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, but it's one matchup out, out of three. Uh, second second out of three tonight, which one more will be on March 14th in Raleigh. Uh, that is also on a Thursday night, just like tonight's matchup. So, But it's an opportunity to win the season series. They won 5-2 on uh, multiple players getting multi-point uh, games. Uh, Matthew Kachuk and Carver Hagee are the two guys that come to the top of my head as 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 far as that but an opportunity to win the season series and to continue their road winning streak at 12 and their overall winning streak to seven that's going to do it for this edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast come back for tomorrow's edition of the show where nick fairbanks will be joining me for another edition of fairbanks friday but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the lockdown florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.